Club Ambition Podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone. So I printed the lyrics of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And would you I know the lyrics. Would you do us the honors of spitting Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Come in and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. We are the most famous reindeer of all. Come on! Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Uh, and if you ever saw him, you would even say it close. Come on! Come on! All of the other reindeer. Rest in peace, DMX. Christmas Eve. Santa came to say, come on! Come on! With your nose so bright, won't you ride my sleigh? Come on, come on! Then all the reindeers loved him, and they shouted out quickly. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you go down to history. Forever. You go down to history. Forever. You go down to history. What? Rest in peace, DMX. There we have it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from... The Club Ambition family. We are here back again, Cap, episode 116. I am Sound, your weekly host with the co-host from the most, Noel in the building. First time without the shades, giving you guys a new vibe, entering a new year, um, you know, without hiding. He's two for 20 right now. I feel so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> He's two for 20 right now with the daps. You know what I'm saying? That's 2 for 20 is crazy. <laughs> 2 for 20 is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You got that marked down. And they got Marlon, yeah. the engineer extraordinaire, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you AKA, know, I'm you know, the Johnson Santa. Johnson Santa. Hell no, hell no. Don't Owen. catch me in Johnson. Fuck out of here. The Johnson Santa Claus. Um, but yeah, man, happy holidays to everyone out there. A day after Christmas, uploading is a bit later than usual. Um, had to do it though for you guys. Keep it consistent. I've, I at a point I was gonna be like, oh, I'll skip the week, but I was like, fuck it, we'll just do something quick. Um, yeah, uh, holiday season is here. But you guys were saying it didn't feel like the holidays or something like that. Not at all. No, really? I feel like holidays in years, bro. Yeah, bro. It's because you guys don't have kids. This is what's going on. Nah, bro. It's been like that for a grip. Halloween yeah, don't feel the same. Christmas bro, still probably because getting older then. Thanksgiving don't feel the same. Hundred percent. You're getting, getting older. older, depression's hitting. Yeah, no, I used to be throwing eggs at houses and stuff, allegedly, yeah, we yo, used to, we during used to Halloween. Throwing shit. this shit on my body is crazy. <laughs> God damn. You know, there was a couple Christmas trees being thrown around Yeah, lawns yeah, shit. that's what you mean. It, was, it doesn't feel the same because you're not a hooligan no more. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this. I, I cannot deny or confirm that I was not stealing trees off niggas' lawns the day after Christmas or after New Year's because yeah. that's when niggas throw them out. Yeah, that's and true. And causing mayhem. That's true. Bro, that shit was wild. He used to do, yeah, allegedly do this. Allegedly, allegedly. You know, but I don't know. I was thinking about this one. Weren't you part of that too, though? Yeah. Maybe once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like uh, um, you were part of one too. You no, a specific one. A specific one. That was a specific one that you did. Yeah. Nigga, I forgot. Niggas was at war, bro. You wake up outside, there's a tree stuffed in your mailbox. That shit was crazy. That might have been a toilet or two, also. Oh, toilets on, yo. I gotta stop talking. Allegedly, allegedly. I still don't know. I yeah. yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. I might have been whipping the car back then. I don't know. He might have been the designated driver. The, <laughs> oh the, the getaway driver. The getaway driver <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, though, my man. God. Nah, the fit has seen a, a couple... Um, a couple of trees and a couple of toilets. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. But yeah, man, I think I, for me, it definitely becomes, especially because I have a son now, it's my favorite time of the year because of the idea of like, 
being around family and the gift giving aspect and just like a lot of positivity around and people just you know the corny like giddy like music it's a it's a beautiful thing to see around the time of the year is tends to be the happiest you know season um but not for everyone obviously if you have family members or lost ones it could become the saddest time of the season yeah because it reminds you of the people that you've lost you know so that's the unfortunate side of things but we are here with you guys you know technically i don't know i think it technically isn't it still christmas until new year's like isn't it like a week of christmas you still keep the tree up till new year's yeah yeah it's still christmas you yeah, know what they I'm saying? keep the tree until after uh new year's this, when you do the that. when you do the living room parties you gotta take photos next to the tree yeah technically it's still christmas know. you know so shout out to the people out there um Oh, and also, uh, this episode is brought to you. Shout out to our sponsor, Problem Gambling Services. If you are celebrating Christmas, make sure that hopefully you didn't give your children any scratch tickets this Christmas season. Um, this is a message from the Rhode Island Lottery as well. We want to remind you of this. It's not safe for the children, only for adults, the scratch tickets. Um, I did see a couple of adults during this Christmas season get some scratch tickets for the Christmas gifts. So shout out to Rhode Island Problem gambling services if you guys are interested in getting any help with gambling addiction or anyone that might be addicted go to problemgamblingservices.com but um yes man it was a it was a wild holiday uh weekend we had fun but then it was a wild abrupt ending you know my son got bit by a dog so we had to go take him to the ER it was a whole crazy thing but it's then up for that dog yeah <laughs> but when it came to like the idea of like just being in the ER it made me appreciate like oh the fact that these essential workers these people here are working on christmas they're going hard on christmas yeah they're dressed up christmas vibes like trying to make the kids still be happy and on top of that the er was packed i didn't expect it to be packed on christmas but it was packed and everyone i was kind of talking to shout out to um i think his name was rob there was a couple people in there that recognized me from the podcast who were fans but this gentleman was like yo like my daughter broke her arm, you know. It was at the Christmas party. Everyone was like, something at a Christmas party was like happening. Bro, the, I'm like, damn, some this is crazy. crazy. Ass Christmas parties, that bro. Ass, bro. Bro, emergencies at the Christmas parties. Bro, I'm like, damn. Because niggas get drunk and then just their kids just be running around, bro. They don't yeah, pay attention. there was a kid that was actually drunk, a minor that was drunk there at the ER in the back, just passed out, and they were like helping him out. And then the dad was like walking around, just stressed out. I'm like, yo, Christmas bro, be throw, real. Throw him in a cold shower. What the fuck? Yeah. Throw him in a cold shower is crazy. <laughs> I think they did that. They gave him like an emergency cold shower like yo, in the hospital. They probably, they probably, what, charcoal pumped his shit or something, whatever the fuck it's yeah, called? Yeah, they probably pumped his stomach. Yeah. yeah, so, man, it gave me like a, a different perspective of like, you know, you see the gifts and the happiness, but this is like real deal life where people go through real shit no matter what day it is. Even if it's a fucking holiday, you got people here in the ER at some of the saddest points of their life, you know, especially if your child is going through something. So condolences everyone there that was crazy to see but um yeah the essential workers be going hard merry christmas everyone but let's talk about some news let's um this uh well first of all you guys let's debate real quick what's the your favorite um christmas dish you guys ate for christmas right at your, at your i know you definitely ate i saw the plates but what was the place that you guys were eating what's he trying to say bro no no, no. what are you trying I saw you posted. Didn't, weren't uh, you on a world man. tour posting like five plates <laughs> you know, on your I was, story? I was, but like, why, why are you putting both of us? Like, we the fattest <laughs> right. niggas. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You said, crazy. I didn't say that. I didn't like, say that. We were the food experts. Yeah, he could have been like, oh, honestly, my favorite. You started <laughs> off with like, you know, let's talk about the place that I liked. No, I he went towards us. That's crazy. The Weight Watch niggas. The Weight Watch niggas is crazy. That's like a criminal group. Oh my God! Go first, Marlon. What was your favorite like thing on your plate that you ate? 
this Christmas season. Favorite. Your mom's tamales is fire. I don't know if you ate them. I, I yeah, think you're not too yeah, much yeah. of a fan I, of like of, of tamales overall. But yeah, yeah I, I ate them. I I love my mom's tamales and shit. But you know me, I've eaten Guatemalan food my whole fucking life, so I'm <laughs> over it already. Um, <laughs> I hear it sometimes. <laughs> my um, shit, bro. Honestly, man, might have been my my landlord's fucking food. I just love Dominican food, to be honest. Also, oh, give me like a plate of Dominican food. Yeah, she made she made. Some fire ass patalitos, bro. Like that type of like you got whole whole ham inside of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn, damn. She made some fire ass patalitos. They ain't going <laughs> through a recession over there, bro. And then I love her fucking her potato salad. I love that shit. Woo! Fuck potato salad. Can never go wrong with that. I love the potato salad. No, no, it doesn't. But <laughs> but yeah. Other than that, that's that's it though. I didn't eat much to be honest. Weight watch. You know what I'm saying? Weight watchers. <laughs> what What's your favorite thing in your, in your plate, uh, Noel? That you ate. Yo, it's every year. It's penny. However, I do have a statement to make for the public. Yo, those little, like, baked mac and cheese you niggas be making, hang that shit up. Dead that shit. What? I told you. That shit is Damn. ass. Who, that shit who's, is ass. No, it's not one person. No, 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 no. I'm not going to throw niggas under the bus. I'm not throwing no one under the bus. Let's see. What? But I'm letting let's, you know let's right go now. Back. Let's no, go back. No. What houses did Noel go to for Christmas? What houses did Noel go to? Yo, because this is my thing, bro. I love penny. Every time I eat penny, nigga, it's always gone, bro. I sometimes I don't even get to have it. Yo, if I go to a party and there's a pan full of your baked mac and cheese, and the party's three hours in and there's mad people there, you would have to assume your shit is ass, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. Bro, it's <laughs> happened like five times that's within the last two holidays that we've been through. I'm like, bro, I and I've had niggas, the mac and cheese. It's I not told good. you, niggas, it's the most overrated mac and cheese. Is the most overrated no, dish. No, they just bro. can't they make just it, don't bro. Know how to make it, bro? They gotta hang that shit up. Put on the fucking Raptors. It's over. <laughs> Your career's done. It's like retirement. the same thing with penne. A lot of people do penne, but some people can't make penne. At all. My fa- my favorite thing was probably um there was like a Cambodian, they could do like a Cambodian dessert. I think we had it here. I think Ant brought some and did one here where it was like jelly and he had like ice in it. It was like almost like a drink you eat in a cup. But I ate that shit yesterday at um Deja's grandma, that. the Yage. Her 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 version of it was insane, bro. I was like, this was is fire. amazing. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, what the hell's going on right now? My mouth pause. Like, I was just eating that shit. I'm like, what the hell? It felt like like a different world, bro. Bro, even your girl made a crazy-ass penne. It was just, like, one thing wrong with it, but it was really, really good. Yeah, she made, she made the penne. <laughs> no, because yeah, she, she made, used she... the wrong sauce to season it. That was a problem. Yeah, she fixed it and did it um, for the yesterday. She did, like, a different version of the penne. Bro, it wasn't I'm not dry. too fond Listen, of it. Bro. It wasn't I like, It's good. I like, like penne. It, it but, fell off the bone, but, man. That shit but was like, game, bro. You know when they leave a little bit of the skin and that shit is, like, you know... Like whoa, cooked and shit, oh like that shit. God. Crisp. That's when that shit goes dumb, bro. <laughs> That's when that shit goes dumb. Man, I'm a true pig. As <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time. Un penil, comiendo penil. Yeah, I'm a swine. But <laughs> moving on, uh, let, let's talk about some Rhode Island news um, to discuss here. Um, a bit of a couple major stories, but they tend to be a bit older. But they're definitely significant. Should be highlighted. Um, this one happened as an update that happened over the weekend with this case. So for those who don't remember or know at all. There were two Rhode Island men, John Vieira, 59 years old, and Justin Michel, who was 39 years old. They're both from Warwick, and they were both charged with assault and disorderly conduct conduct, disorderly conduct, after fighting a Patriots fan, Dale Mooney, a 53-year-old Didn't from New him? Hampshire. Yeah. This was at Gillette Stadium, September 17th. This man collapsed at the stadium, and he was pronounced dead at the hospital. I remember this. But they're saying after investigation that he died from a cardiovascular cardiovascular disease that he kind of had already underlined. 
Um, that's why he kind of collapsed. Um, but there hasn't been significant evidence to tie it directly to a homicide. But the fight that they had, they had a fight at the stadium that led up to him right. collapsing. Yeah. So You'd have to prove that that fight triggered his underlying health condition, though. Exactly. Which is difficult to do. Exactly. So it's becoming a very controversial case because a lot of people feel like these men from Rhode Island should be charged with homicide. Instead of just... They, they definitely got that body on their mind. Yeah, but... No, they, let's be honest. Oh, no, yeah. They're going to no, they be do. thinking about it for the rest yeah, of their life. They of got course. that body on their mind. The issue is, bro, is like, can you prove that me swinging at you caused you to have a heart attack? Like, that's real hard. Most doctors yeah. are going to say no. Another issue is, I feel like, the idea of, like, fandom. Like, people take sports fanatic, like, energy yeah. to a different level. That's crazy. Like, I've seen it even, like, the, the, the at the soccer events. Like, recently, like, they, they like there was, like, a whole battle between, like, the refs... And the crowd, they were literally about to fight to death. Like, it was crazy. Like, blood's, blood's been drawn. Yeah, pe- people take it very People take it bro. too seriously, like, as if, like, these it's actual, identity. like, teams care about you. They yeah. do not give a fuck. They might give you some free tickets if your uncle dies, but they're not going to be paying for your uncle's funeral. Like, they do not give a fuck. I'm pretty sure someone else died that same week that dude died for a different football game. I can't remember. Or there was a fight, and it broke out, and someone, like, got thrown down the stairs. It was crazy. What the fuck? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Damn. They, be, the they be swinging in these stadiums, bro. Yeah, no, I know they go dumb, bro, but I don't know how people take that shit that fucking serious, bro. bro that's if insane. you're betting money and shit, I get that, right? Yeah. But, like, be mad at that team at that point. Don't be mad at whoever the fuck's around you. I think it's, like, how niggas, like, rep their flag. Like, it's, like, an identity thing. Like, yeah. It's part of my, like, my upbringing. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it makes sense because like Lil Wayne is like he's not a fan of like the, the teams from his city. He's more of a fan of like the team that his dad was a fan of, which is how he mostly because he remembers his his dad and growing up with his dad that way. So like that's why he's like a Green Bay Packers fan. So that's what it is. But yeah, I'm not willing to die for any team. Hell no. no. Yeah, I'm not willing to fight for no team. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I might die yeah. for Jason Tatum. You know, <laughs> you might die for Jason Tatum. Get the hell out of here, you <laughs> fucking. I'm not even gonna say the word. <laughs> He's going to call me a dick either. <laughs> it's okay. Tatum, man. Shout out to Tatum, though. He's one of my favorite players. I'll tell you that much. Um, moving on, though. Another topic in Rhode Island. Um, this right here is a crazy story out of Rhode Island. The daughter of this woman that passed away reached out to me and wanted me to bring awareness to this domestic violence case that happened last year in Rhode Island. So we'll talk about it here. Earlier this year, a man was found guilty of fatally of killing his girlfriend. He shot her dead. She was uh, pronounced dead. Um, Let me read this properly, actually, because I'd be saying shit, but then I'd be, like, misquoting my own self. Earlier this year, a man was found guilty uh, of fatally shooting his girlfriend, but then they found out that he stuffed her dead body in a refrigerator in his bedroom in Rhode Island. Oh, my God. This man was named Nathan Cooper, 54 years old. He was convicted um, of second-degree murder, and a gun-related charges after a six-day trial in Providence. He shot his girlfriend, Sherbert Maddox, March 16th, 2022, in the chest at his apartment in Providence, Parkus Ave. Prosecutors said six days later after shooting her, the family members of Maddox, the woman, waved down a police officer on the street, telling them that they found her body in the fridge of that apartment. Um, police went inside. They found a revolver, a shotgun, as well as a refrigerator that had been moved from the kitchen to the bedroom what? with a cord, shut with a cord, so tightly shut with a cord, I guess tied up with a cord. Yeah. Um, and the prosecutors, yeah, prosecutors said this. Inside of, um, whoa, damn, I'm trying to read this properly. 
inside of Ma- uh okay yeah inside was a lady's body she was a 40 year old woman she was wrapped up with a plastic wrap and bed material so like bed um Sheets, blankets and yeah. sheets and yeah. stuff. Very tragic. Um, her daughter reached out to us and they wanted us to cover the story to bring awareness of domestic violence cases. I never knew about this story in Rhode Island. Me neither. Did, did I? I never knew about this. this First time hearing about this. Um, it was a black woman as well and a black man killing a black woman. Very, very disgusting. Very, very, very um, unfortunate. But it can happen at any moment. You have to be very cautious. How did they know she was in the, the fridge though? Who knows, man? I mean, if you watch the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff on Netflix, like the the way they found out uh, stuff was in the fridge, it was like through odor, you know. So oh, yeah. it was six days later. It probably stunk, you know. Maybe they were like, "Yo, it had to be the boyfriend. Let's visit his house." They couldn't find her. They were like, "Let's it visit his house." Been, you know, m- moms ain't responding. There's this and that. Let me go pull up to the crib. But how'd they get into his house? Shit, at that point, bro, I'll break in. It was like, you know, this what I'm is saying? my point. Yeah, like if you know, because all right, fridge is in his room. So, I mean, you have to get to his room. You can't just go in and like, oh, have you seen my mom? Like, no. The fridge is not in the, li- is not in the kitchen no more. It's in the room now. Mm-hmm. So, you'd have to get in the room to see it in there and to see it's tied up. That's crazy. So He must have emptied the fridge, too. They even fit a body in the fridge. My thing is, why keep it that long? Bro. Dump the body. Dump the gun. Nigga kept it. Like, why would you keep it next to where you sleep? He, he, he knew it was coming. There's people that like, they do crimes and like they cover it up horribly. Like yeah. remember we talked about the NBA player. Yes, we're recording with the NBA player that we spoke about last week, where he was like, "Oh, I'm a you know fucking like throw the body it was in a lake or in a desert of Vegas." Oh, yeah, that was smart though. You do it in the desert. Yeah, but it's still gonna wound up, bro. I get it, but like that's that's hard. I don't know how they. I swear someone snitched because that's a crazy story. Yeah, for you to throw you to put it deep in the desert. That's insane. But this nigga got the body. Ne- I I feel like my own got a point like you don't really know bro you do it in the moment and then you get scared and you just live with your crime till you yeah, get caught you have to Oof, this man fuck piece that's of shit insane. bro that, that he's a piece of shit that's yeah, cause, insane cause like okay you put it in your room you could've if you wanted to keep it there right to preserve so it doesn't odor or whatever the fuck it is put it anywhere else <sighs> that shit ba- gives me basement uh, storage you know what I'm saying like, yeah condolences to the Maddox family 100%. A definitely 100%. wanted to cover it um, but that shit is, I think the man is serving either life or like double life I think he's serving like double that's life it, yeah, probably for it. the homicide and then you're everything done. else yeah, yeah you're yeah. done bro fuck out of here um, but speaking of crazy people not, he's not a murderer but the man does murder music he's a great musician Kanye West has come out with his first Instagram post back on Instagram after like a year or two off Instagram. And it's an apology today, randomly, hours ago. Breaking news. Thank God we recorded today. He's apologizing to the Jewish community. First of all, it was in this um, this font at first. That's Hebrew. Which is Hebrew. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, this, is the, the, this is for like the messages for, you know, directly for you guys to read it in your right, language, right? Right, right. Like, okay. But then we have the English translation. Which we have it here. Marlon, you want to read it? <clears throat> I sincerely apologize to the Jewish community for any unintended outburst caused by my words or actions. It was not my intention to hurt or demean, and I, apo- and I deeply regret any pain I may have caused. I am committed to starting with, I am committed to starting with myself and learning from this experience to ensure greater sensitivity and understanding more in the future. Your forgiveness is important to me, and I am committed. I am committed to making amends and promoting unity. Now, before we opinion on this, also they ran this apology through 
a AI detector and none listen guys AI was detected I'm gonna show the footage I guess I showed proof <laughs> they detected AI usage on this apology when you read through it um yo Kanye's hilarious after scanning it you know which is another thing where it's like we live in a generation where AI is a thing but now we're gonna have like you know you try to do something people are gonna be able to tell and detect that there's been AI that's fucking there's been crazy. rumors of the recent like major albums in the past like year that have come out like rap albums using AI but they just haven't like you know revealed it um so I believe it this is not loading but you get the case there's like, the idea that it was actually detected AI was detected in this apology now what the fuck is going on right some people like myself are believing yeah this keeps like disconnected i'm gonna just keep reconnecting it you're not doing hdmi now i left at the crib so we're gonna just do it this way for today um but some people were saying what i was kind of saying that idea of kanye west for this new album needs he's going to independent route he's gonna need to be getting sample clearances he hasn't been getting them he's not getting the backstreet boys one and he's not getting the Nicki minaj one you know no one wants to clear the samples you know and I said, hey, if you're going to work independently, you're going to have to work with these artists that are collabing with you. Quavo, Ty Dolla Sign in general. They're signed to major labels. Some uh, of these are the biggest acts on their label. That are owned by Jewish individuals. Owned by, by Jewish, Jewish companies and corporations. They are not going to clear these samples. This album is not going to exist. You know, and Kanye West is the most famous producer in the history of life that samples music. His biggest productions are samples. That's his thing. His, like, his niche is sampling. So if he can't sample and release music, then what is he gonna, you know, what is he gonna do? You know, these these Jewish companies are not gonna let him do it. On top of that, Kanye West has released clothes, um, uh, random like moments here and there for the past two years. He knows that he has to rely on music. That's his biggest thing. For people to forgive him or quote unquote move on past the bullshit he says, he has to drop some fire music. Now, if he can't release his fire music, Oh, what does he have to do now? Damn, I got to apologize to the Jewish community. But it's very, like, not Kanye West-like. I thought it was fake. I'm like, nah, like, no. And then you go to his Instagram, it's really him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, someone, like, tap his shoulder, like, tell him, like, hey, you're going to have to apologize for this music to come out. Like, you guys, you know, this has to, this is, you want this shit to happen, this Vultures album? You know, I know you just said you just fucked the Jewish bitch. On your single to this album. You know, I just, ha, ha, man, anti-Semitic. I just fucked a Jewish bitch. Are you going to delete that song off the album? Like, this all feels fake. This all feels like some bullshit. Like, I don't believe, like, this man genuinely is, you know, apologizing. And, like, he really feels sympathetic. And he doesn't, and he doesn't want to offend the Jewish community. This feels like uh, an actual controlling type of, like, play by the higher powers that be not necessarily the jewish community but let's say like record label corporate entities you know because he's done wild stuff and has not apologized like the way in this record speed you know a week later like how he is right now so this is the biggest story today no video just an instagram post i think he didn't even have a caption he just posted the photos on his instagram you know so what are what is going on here? What's going on with Kanye West? No, um, my stopwatch begins right now. This is gonna go. I'm gonna have this going. I'm gonna literally just have it run. 
until he finally turns on what he just said. I don't believe a fucking word this nigga is saying. <laughs> this nigga got an AI apology. You wanna know why? And you said it perfectly. It's not a video, it's a post. Of course it can't be a video. He loses mind mid-vid. It can't be a, it can't be a live thing. Fuck this. <laughs> it's like, um, remember when he was doing that interview outside of um his car in some random spot, and they were like, my doctor, who's, you know, I'm not gonna say what he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Jew. <laughs> 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 like he doesn't have it in him to not say it, bro. <laughs> so like they're not dumb. I agree with you. Someone tapped on him and said, yo, this shit ain't getting cleared. Yeah, these Jewish these Jewish execs not clearing this, bro. These owners are not clearing this. They are pro Israel. They are with the shits. They don't like you, bro. You yeah. have been boycotted. You have been outcasted. They don't care anymore. They don't want you anymore. And you know what that nigga said? That nigga said, like, right, let me hit the AI. Let me get let me get an apology together. I don't mean it." Yeah. And I'm never going to speak on it publicly because if I do, I'm going to lose my fucking mind and just start babbling on and on. Yeah. So we're just going to leave it right there. There's my apology. And hopefully that works. That's what he's thinking. It's not going to. And when he realizes it doesn't work, I'm going to press stop on this stopwatch because that's the moment he's going to start bugging out again. But it, it was crazy to me is like you never saw Kanye West release a press release apology when he was talking about slavery as a choice. He never apologized to the black community in that way. It took him, like, doing, like, a couple radio runs to, like, he did one radio show, I think it was in Chicago, where he was kind of tearing up, and, like, he was, like, apologizing then. But it, it wasn't, like, you know, a reaction like this, you know. Because the Jews stand on business. But when it comes to the Jewish community, you know, <laughs> and when it comes to, like, his actual pockets being affected with the music release, yeah. you know, because the album is slated, guys, to come out in, what, five days? January 13th is what it got pushed to, now. Oh, no, yeah, it got pushed back again. <laughs> yeah, it got pushed back again. To January 12th, I think. It's no longer a New Year's album. Because I think Damn. you're right. The, the, the clothes ain't moving. The clothes music ain't can, moving. The music can help you move the clothes. It can help you put yourself back on the map. You do bundles and stuff. You do some stuff like that. But it doesn't seem like it's happening That's this this time around. Um, and that new rant, he did mention Hitler again. God, he was like, Jesus, Hitler, and it's me. Yay. Like, oh, yeah. People can like, say Trying to say like it was like as if like people who've been like controversial or like Etc. But like, brother, <laughs> let's stop that. Like, what this the fuck, you keep decrying Hitler, bro. Bro, it don't make no what sense. What the fuck? Like, I try to hear his argument. Like, this doesn't make any bro, sense. Bro, he would have put you in that gas chamber too. <laughs> yeah, bro. Fuck like, he doesn't get. I don't think he understands that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think, oh like if you if you fast if you go back in time, you're 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 not you don't look like the Fuhrer. You're not you're not blonde haired, blue eyed, Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Even though they did that meme of him when they made him look blonde hair, blue eyes. I saw that. I saw that. That you was know? funny. That was funny. <laughs> I think it was because Boozy was like, you might as well bleach your skin. That's going to be next. Kanye going to bleach your skin. Because here's my thing. He's trying to argue. He wants to be as controversial as him. And I'm just like, bro, people loved Hitler when he first came on the scene. I remember this. Because he was very like... Because like, um, he, he was very intelligent. And he had like... He was like musically inclined, talented. And he like... that When he was younger... Or like a painter too? Yeah, he was a painter. He got rejected. He, got, he didn't get accepted into art school. If he had went to art school, he would never would have went into politics. This yeah. is a whole funny story about it. But when he got into politics and he did all this corrupt shit to get into power, um, people ended up loving him because he was very like intelligent when it came to economics. Yes. And he rebuilt Germany's economy. That's what he's known for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was what like really had him in the positive light. Yeah. The other shit he's known for is the horrible things he did. So when Kanye's like, I want to be like him, controversial, I'm like, the only controversy this nigga had for real was slaughtering Jews. Yeah. And trying to take over Europe. <laughs> what about this is what you want to be? Like, I'm trying to understand, like, 
Yeah, and that's the scary part of like the idea of like when Kanye was running for president, like for him to get that type of power, it's like, what are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna try to do some Hitler type shit? Like, because you want to be, a, you want to be a martyr? Like, what are you trying to do here, right? But then <laughs> now this time around with the new rant, he was talking about Trump. He's like, Trump, we ain't gonna support you if you don't free a uh, Hoover. Like, you trying to get our vote? We ain't gonna give you that this vote. Like, you need to like, basically talking about the black vote. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, now you care about black people. Now you care about the black people's position, right? And at the same time, it's like, oh. Also, you're not running for president anymore, I guess, because you're saying like you, who you're going to support and not support. So he's removing himself from that, oh, I'm running for president role, because yeah. he knows that shit's impossible. It's no. possible, but it's like, you, you do not have enough support. With this song that came out, we spoke about it. The, the comment section, I do not give a fuck. They can feel how they feel. The yay stands. Kanye West is no longer impacting culture how he used to. Yeah. It's not happening, guys. It's not happening. It's not happening. Even when he says, wow, Chanel... It's like here today, gone tomorrow. He wore the black uh, KKK hat. Uh, uh, no one fucking really talked thing. about it. No one really talked about it because like this nigga's looking dumb again, doing some <laughs> dumb shit. Fuck him. We're moving on. Yeah. It's no longer great. It's yeah. no longer like ah, like this is like iconic Kanye. It's no longer that. And now him apologizing is a double-edged sword. It was like yes, you should apologize because you're a dumbass for the things you've said. Right? Stop being a dumbass, Kanye. You can fix shit up and you can move on. But at the same time. You're always Mr. Stand on what you say and Mr. like, oh, I'm going to fucking be like pushing through and pioneer. I don't give a fuck what people say that the system. You use the AI generated apology here. Because he didn't mean it. What is going on? Why even fucking release it? Is it just because of a stipulation? Just release any apology and we'll let you clear these samples. I think that's what's going on. What is happening? This is fucking weird. Because my thing is people forget like when Kanye was full blown like on... Um What's that nigga's name? The crazy ass thing. Alex Jones and shit. He was on a bunch of right-wing podcasts. Yeah, 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 I watched one of them. Nick Fuentes. Yeah, I think it was the Nick Fuentes ones the one I watched. This nigga was on there talking about how we have to remove everyone from any position of power that isn't Christian. And that only Christians should be in positions of power. That means in the hospitals, in the judicial system, in the political system. Like, he was being dead ass. And I'm like, bro, because he's like, you know, Jewish people are great. I'll hire a Jewish person, but I'm never going to let them run anything that has to do with power. And I'm like, bro, you're not coming back from that. Like, whether niggas agree with it or not, I don't give a fuck with the fans in the comments say talking about Jewish people have too much power there with a disproportionate amount, especially what's going on with Palestine and Israel. People have been saying that a lot. I don't care. You can't target an ethnic group yeah. or religious group, but they're technically an ethnic group because it's passed bound by blood. You can't target them and then expect people to like, support you. Like, he's just... I truly believe, Vic, that AI shit shows me he did that shit just to leave, get these niggas off his dick so he can get the samples cleared. It has to be. It has to be a, a money play. Or but like, nobody's dumb enough to let him get the samples. Bro. And then my thing is, like, at that point, he can't even go no way about it. You could try to maybe leak the music, but, like, trying to leak music is so risky where, like, you can, like, fall, like, victim of a big lawsuit, you know, especially right, no. if, you, if you try to leak, like, full album type, type of music, you Not know what I'm saying? Cleared, yeah. Maybe that's kind of what happened with Donda 2, because with Donda 2... It kind of leaked, but it never was, like, revisited. We never heard about it again, you know? So that could have been the case with that album. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Kanye very much borderlines the the, the signs of schizophrenic. Um, you know, he says it's autism, that he has autism since the accident. <laughs> he said that three possible. times now. I didn't know that was that possible. I didn't know you can get a car crash and get autism. No, you can't. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, you know, maybe he's the first sign of it being, maybe he's a pioneer in that aspect. He, yo, he keep mad dick and get on fucking lithium so he can shut the hell up. You know, he he's needs a to... pioneer. A pioneer of autism. You never know, you know, I don't know what he's trying to do here, but 
you know, bless his heart. I'm trying to fix his screen. I'm about to just, oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, Kanye, how do you guys feel the stands? I know you guys want to dick ride him no matter what. God bless your heart. Um, <laughs> you guys, big ass, bro. man, but the thing is like, they talk about shit, but they don't know nothing. Like they don't know what it is to be Jewish. They don't know what it is to be Christian. They probably don't even believe in God themselves. They probably never been to church themselves. They just like the way Kanye West has dressed throughout the years. They like the way he's done music throughout the years. They might like him. Like he's cool. Oh my God, Kanye. They like how he's brave enough to say shit that they wouldn't even say. I think it's that. But other than that, brother. You had to realize what the fuck he's saying and what it can impact and what it's going to actually cause and lead to. And now we have him apologizing. So let's see what's going to happen. Will the album come out now? Is this going to expedite things? Or is he just going to release another interview within the next couple of days, basically being hypocritical against this apology? And I have my money on that. I agree as well. That's why I did the timer. I'm giving. I'm going to time this. I'm going to see how long it takes before he, he literally contradicts himself again. And I do want to talk about that last point you made about the fans. And this is especially to Kanye fans. I get what it feels like to gravitate towards someone who's so unapologetic with the way they are. Yeah. And it makes you, like, gravitate towards them because you're like, damn, you're so authentic about who you are. I want to be that. I don't even wake up every day and just be myself the way you are. At this point, Kanye West doesn't even know who he is. He is so lost in his mental illness and his state of being. You trying to support and mirror that is only going to drive you down a path where you don't know yourself either. Oh, yeah. So just dick eating is not going to help your life. Yeah, dick eating is not going to help uh, at all. Speaking of dick eating. Oh, my God. My has <laughs> been heated for the past two weeks about this, bro. Yo. Yo, uh, y'all been pissing my loon off, by the yo, way. Yo, this transition was perfect. So we have um, little Uzi Vert speaking about Playboy Cardi. Um, this is also coming off of the weekend where it didn't make much noise, but little is, Uzi Vert dropped a... Is that a, a, a Rich Gang chain? Yeah, Rich Gang chain. Birdman mm-hmm. gave it to him. Because remember, he was trying to do like a, a new Young Thug album because oh, Young Thug was right, in jail. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. okay, so he yeah. was hanging around Birdman, okay. dressing up like Young Thug. Yeah, yeah. None of that music ever came out. I don't know what's going on. I feel like Lil Uzi be kind of spitballing shit. Damn, where's Rich Gang, bro? You know, but mm-hmm. we do have him this weekend releasing a new single, Red Moon, and a music video off of his new album, Love Is Rage 3, which is going to be his retirement album, allegedly his last album ever. He's already dropping a single. He's on tour for Pink Tape. The album still has music that's buzzing. He got the song with Nicki, but he dropped a new single randomly with is a music it, video. Is it good? It's all right. I haven't heard it. When did it drop? It dropped yesterday. Oh, it's all right. Seen, I haven't heard it yet. It's all right. It's kind of it's more melodic. Um, nothing amazing like that. But then also, he spoke about this, dropping music with Playboy Cardi, and it, it kind of deaded the sound of people thinking that they might have been beefing again. We thought there might have been some tension. I thought so. He said, like, no. Like, I'm, I listen to the music. I'm a fan of his. Like, I want to be on his album. Here we have it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the new Cardi. Cardi, got, Cardi dropped two new songs. Yeah. Yes, sir. He dropped one tonight. Can I get a photo, though? He dropped it already? It's out. Yeah, he it's just out. dropped it. What it sound like? Food and fire. It's crazy. I'm on food. 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 I'm on uh, not on it. In the video? Yeah. First of all, Little Uzi... Even in the midst of like the the fucking devil type of artistry, which is which is kind of like I feel like a lack of like a lack of trying to be artistic and actually think of an idea where he kind of does like the upside down crosses and all this imagery shit. Um putting that aside, 
he's one of my favorite artists, you know, because of the fact that he's very um, communicative with his fan bases. He's always talking to fans, taking photos with fans. Even the way he talks is kind of like a kid. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, what? Cardi? Ken's on it? What? It, like, he sounds like a nigga yeah. like us, like, on on Twitter and shit, like a random, like, he's doesn't... I've been out here, like, three days. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I only have been out here three days, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has, like, that very, like, kid-minded like energy. Nah, he's dope as fuck. It's where, like he hasn't recognized who he is. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, he it's talks insane. to people like he doesn't know who he is. Like, he's nigga, just... you're a little Uzi, but he's like he doesn't have an ego. Like, it's amazing. Like, the yeah. only ego you kind of see is, like, through his art, but, like, in person, he's always mad cool. So I love that. And even with the Playboy Cardi shit, he could have easily shaded him. Or said to, or ignored it, but he was like, "No, I'm a fan of his." Like, he looked you know, mad excited. He was like, "What? Like the, the new song dropped? Is it good? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what's going on? You know, like I have a million songs with him. Listen, I do think they are they are a dynamic duo. They are a kind of like two peas in a pod in a sense of like their fan bases being similar. People always uh attracting them to each other as far as like fandoms and like rock star energy artists. You know, same kind of like generations. So. It, it's amazing to see that they are kind of still cool. He did say that they have a million songs together. I believe that. I believe that as well. But are we ever going to get that? They probably have like 20 shooters in the fucking clutch, bro. They won't drop. I would love like a Uzi Cardi album. That should be crazy. Oh, my God. But then they're so like artistic where like they're in eras. So like that might and not the be their eras. might not be aligned. Yeah, yeah, it might not be aligned. It might sound like old Cardi. I wouldn't fucking mind. You know what I'm saying? It might sound yeah. like old Uzi. I wouldn't mind either. But like making that release... You know, it might never happen. Kind of like uh, how a Drake Wayne album never happened. You know, it just things don't align. They might have a lot of music together, but like it might not align. It has to be perfectly timed. We don't want a Ross and Mika uh, situation happening where it's like some like confused. What is this going on here? Oh, nah, I'm pulling up to Atlanta. <laughs> I'm gonna just look for JT because easier to find JT than it is this nigga. Yeah, you'll find if you find JT, you'll find Uzi. Yeah. But um, I'm excited if he might be on the album. You know, he's saying he might be. We do have a lot of music together. Do we think he is going to be on the album? No. I don't think he really is going to be on Cardi's album. We also don't know what this album is going to sound like, so he might be He might be on some rock star shit this time. He might be on a bonus track or some shit. This album's called Music. You know, Marlon loves the songs that have come out so far. I haven't heard. I bet you haven't. I'm glad because I didn't want to. Why would I, bro? His, yo, we got to just leave this nigga in the room and just do a lyrical breakdown. This thing will just stop every five seconds. You see what the fuck I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is he saying? Uh, I was looking for Benji. I was looking for Benji. Like, who's the fuck is Benji? Benji. We don't know who the fuck he is, Cardi. Why are you just saying that random shit? Bro, if he saw the nigga just dancing in the middle of the video, this nigga would have been like, what the fuck is this crackhead doing? Yeah. Yo, this nigga would have been eating, bro. Cardi posted on his Instagram story like a, a meme or a tweet, like something about like, oh, stop, tro- stop dropping all that trash music. Slow down, dropping all that trash music. A buddy, some shit like it's like a viral meme, and people thought he was kind of talking about Uzi because Uzi's song dropped yesterday. But people are saying that it's not Uzi. Like he was talking about um Benji, the guy he dissed in that song that we reacted to. Because I guess Benji dropped like a song responding to Cardi. So people are saying it's directly tied to that rather than a, Uzi. I think it's talking about my dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was to uh, Benji because I hope it wasn't to Uzi because that would be kind of weird if he was shitting Uzi. Nah, because Uzi so. dropped his new song, and it was mixed reviews. A lot of people didn't like it, etc. Um, but, you know, I do hope that it's not that because we saw Uzi showing him love. It would kind of be weird. Why would Uzi be showing him love if there's still shade coming from the other side? That'd be kind of weird as fuck. But these guys are like almost like two girlfriends. Like they have like their little beefs. You know what I'm saying? Like Who's who's a better artist, Playboy or Lil Uzi? Mm. I'll tell you this much. Lil Uzi's more consistent. I think Lil Uzi Vert is more consistent than Playboy Cardi. I think Lil Uzi Vert, um... 
has better projects historically I mean, yeah. than Playboy Cardi. I agree. Um, you know, and even though it has nothing to do with the music, I'd rather hang out with Little Uzi Vert than I'll hang out with Playboy Cardi. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll spend a whole day with Little Uzi. I agree. Are not, you kidding me? That guy like, seems like a ball of energy. Like, fun as fuck, happy as, like, you yeah. know, like, oh... He might, he might, he might explain the demon shit to me. Like, like, brother, why are you so happy? You look like you're very godly. Why you have the why, why, why the upside down crosses? I feel uh, like hanging out with him is like hanging out with Future. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. Hanging out with Playboy Cardi. It's art. It's Playboy like Cardi weird might, fringe art. Yeah, might Playboy Cardi. If you hang out with Playboy Cardi, he might force you to smoke a twelve pack of fucking Newport cigarettes, like for aesthetics. Yeah, like you're chilling with dusty GTA strippers. Like yo, like Cardi, I don't, I can't, I can't keep up with the with the with the Newports. Cardi, the, these cigarettes are killing me. And mad white people. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, he I might give you some you. free Rick Owens. Yeah, he might throw some Rick Owens. You're gonna be fly as fuck. You're gonna be you fly as him. fuck. Though. He gonna take you to the mall like Diddy and get you fly as fuck. Yeah. He gonna get you sexy, <laughs> nigga. Gonna take you shopping like Yo, Diddy. you're gonna be wearing some Ricks, nigga, with some oversized three thousand dollar Miri jeans, nigga, that look like a trash bag. Yeah. You gonna so, look like the waviest nigga ever, right? Waviest homeless nigga ever, because the reality is, waviest homeless nigga ever. Playboy <laughs> Cardi is more artistic to me than Little Uzi is. Yeah, That's he definitely is. I do think so. You know, I do think so. But uh, moving on, also speaking of another <laughs> Atlanta artist, Gunna. Is the are the snitching allegations and everything put to rest? Because Gunna has been co-signed officially in public by a major Atlanta rapper, Offset. Offset kind of bitch though. Offset from the Migos. I'm you know sorry, what I'm saying? Respectfully. Do you think he's a? I don't think so. In yeah, what sense? You never heard the the rumor of why that group broke up? Oh, because of the girl. He, he fucked sweetie. Yeah, but I'm yeah, talking but about. I'm talking. I'm looking at it from a perspective of like Atlanta street rappers. Given like street cosign because that's the thing where people are like oh they don't want to they mean. don't want to stand by Gunna, right? But I can also see Offset doing that for the money reasons versus the moral reasons. I don't take him to be a moral person. I mean that's me personally. I don't know if he is, but off of what he's done, like shit he has said, valid argument. It's valid, and then maybe they have had a friendship because obviously they, he was close with the Migos, but like maybe their friendship is more personal. Yeah, you know this is wild to see though this photo because. This is the first like major rapper to co-sign. No, it's gonna huge. This is huge, yeah. right? Other than this, we did have in the same I think club, Chris Brown was in, and Chris Brown, the song with Gunna and Chris Brown was on, uh, was came on, and Chris Brown was trying to, like in the car in a corner and like Gunna kind of pointed at him, and Chris Brown was kind of dancing, but you call, saw him kind of like trying to like act like he wasn't dancing. So I don't know if him, him and Gunna are cool, you know, because. Chris Brown's a pyro, according to himself. You know, he's a he's a gang member. So if you live by these street ties, like Chris Brown, you know, R&B artist, maybe one of the best of all time, but he is a pyro, according to him. He's not a Muslim and he's not a Jewish. He's a pyro, right? Let's remember that, guys. He's a pyro. And I feel like if, if that is true, then in that situation, the mentality is, I don't know everything, so I'm going to just keep my distance completely. Yeah. I'm not going to play this game with you. Right. Yeah. And according to King Yella, you know, allegedly... He said on camera uh, or on documents that Offset is a BD. You know what I'm saying? So these are these are these the, these other gang members are throwing each other, saying that they are, they are they are all other gang members. So this is news to me. You know, I thought Chris Brown was just my favorite R&B artist, and I thought Offset was just a Migo. You know, that's that's how I look at them in my eyes. You know, allegedly, God bless their hearts. But when it comes to the street clearances with Gunna. 
you know, also we did have Young Thug's uh, father over the past week. He was interviewed, Young Thug's actual father, and said basically, fuck you to Lil Baby. And said, because people are, are saying like Lil Baby came at, we spoke about it here, came at Gunna at the, at the concert. And they asked Young Thug's dad about it. And Young Thug's dad was on Zoom. And he said, you know, fuck him. Like, what the fuck? Like, if you really support my son, come to the court. Like, stand in the, come in the courtroom. You know, support him, like, physically. And people were like, oh, but he can't do that because, like, he would be, you know, it would make a sticky situation. How? Like, But it, why would it make it a situ sticky situ situation for a little baby if little baby is already making it a situ sticky situation by dissing Gunna? Because if you're dissing Gunna, then why would you be dissing a snitch? Because you're siding with the criminal, like, you know what I'm saying? So that would be more of a sticky situation to him to support his friend in the courtroom. Mm. You know, show up for him in the courtroom, right? And then little baby commented in the comment section of that post of of his of Young Thug's dad saying that and he said and deleted I think after he said if you know you know if I know I know what little baby cuz I'm confused but what does that mean maybe on some street shit if you know you know meaning mm -hmm. like if you know you know he did snitch you know so here's my thing I wish people would do the same thing that me and a lot of people I know are doing you wait for Thug to speak the one nigga that has all the information and the one nigga that has the right to decide what to do here has said nothing at all because he can't. Because the reality is without, without Thug, Gunner will still be in college doing them dusty-ass raps about he, how he's getting A's. If, I don't know if y'all ever saw that on, on Twitter. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a throwback video he made in high school or college when he was like, oh, I get all the A's. Niggas rapping and shit. That'd be his life right now if it wasn't for Thug. If, he, if Thug comes out and says, yo, this nigga snitched on me, I'm here. Like, he snitched on me, he fell off on me, he names everyone that fucking snaked him out. Yeah. I'm good, I'm gonna. You can't snitch on someone that brought you up, bro. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do that nigga dirty. Yeah. That's supposed to be the nigga who brought you up. But these niggas don't even wait. These niggas is not... The, the, yo, the trial's not even over. Thug is in trial. Fat as shit. His dad has a point. You chilling with Gunna? You dissing Gunna on fucking stage, little baby? Nigga, go to court. Yeah, go to the courtroom. Support your fucking man. Mm -hmm. Because when he was out, you're feeding for a feature. You're feeding for support. But you, here you are, just dick-eating. But then at the Gunna show... This same one in Dubai, which Offset was booked at as well. That's why they met backstage and were chilling. He had signs that said Free Jeffrey. Every performance Young uh, Gunna has had, he always says Free Jeffrey. He has like logos and Free Jeffrey, Free Jeffrey. And he plays Young Thug's verses. So he's on some that type of time. Mm -hmm. So there's a, And then Young Thug had a chance with the whole album to say something a week after. He couldn't say something. There was like one song that was like an old song that I think we reacted to. And we were like, oh, is he kind of saying like... Yeah. Snitching, but we're like, oh, but people didn't yeah. tie it to Gunna. Yeah. I feel like if 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 Thug was obviously like, yo, like, you snitched on me, fuck out of here, I don't want to know nothing with you, Gunna ain't going to be on some free Jeffrey, this, this, and that. That's what I'm saying. Because then you look crazy once he gets out or exactly. the trial ends. And on top of that, if you look at the fucking case like how I did, I think Young Thug's either legal brother, like actual blood brother, or just close friend took the same Alfred plea deal. I heard of that. That nigga Unfunk, yeah. I believe, or one mm -hmm. of them. No one said anything about him. Obviously, Gunna's a bigger star. Gunna had the moment walking out of jail with the baddie and this and that, and Gunna looking skinnier. You know what I'm saying? He's the bigger star, obviously. But still, there can't be a sense of hypocrisy here. No, I agree. You know? So, this, that, is, a, this is a wild a situation. That's why I think as a fandom, like, or just even the artists themselves, shut up about this snitching shit and go to fucking court and support this nigga if that's really your friend. Yeah. Because they're saying, oh, you snitched on Thug. Thug is a great guy. Oh, you're such a great guy, but you can't go to one court case? Right. It's looking crazy out here. Mm -hmm. Niggas is looking crazy, bro. And then the one that shows up is passing him drugs. 
Yeah, like what the man? Who, who's helping him pay his lawyer fees? Bro, that trial's a fucking who's circus. Who's helping take care of his family? Yeah. Bro, that trial's a circus, bro. That trial is a circus. Like, this is is crazy, man. I listen, pray for everyone involved, but let's wait. Let's see what happens. I'll tell you this much. I'm playing Gunner's music like crazy. The music's amazing. And he spoke his mind. And if you listen to the fucking music, he said that the lawyer set him up. He said it multiple times on multiple tracks. That's how he looks at it. So, if that's his perspective, let's wait on it. I'm surprised there hasn't been a Gunna interview, though. I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, why is he not like, an interview yet? Probably because the case is still going. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It has to be a reason. Because he could do a controlled interview. Yeah. Like, with actual questions lined up. Yeah. But you probably won't be able to get much. It's probably part of the agreement, too. People don't understand. Once this trial's over, it's double jeopardy. You can say whatever the fuck you want as long as another crime isn't introduced. God bless. As long as it's on the crimes that we're convicted on, nothing matters. That's why we got um, Noel in here. You know what I'm saying? He... he He's I basically a lawyer of the streets. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but moving on, uh, a crazy takeover the weekend that I heard, and this is gonna this is gonna get some people mad, but I don't, I, I don't know. God bless. I think that Future's one of the best rappers of all time, right? I agree. Little Wayne thinks the same. Little Wayne said that the greatest mixtape of all time is Fifty Six Nights. For those who don't remember, Fifty Six Nights is the Future mixtape. Future recorded that mixtape. Uh, was it wait? It no, was no. in jail. He got arrested. Yeah, Future was in arrested in overseas in Dubai, I believe, or Saudi Arabia. It was, over, sorry, it was one of the Middle East countries. Overseas, and his DJ, DJ Esco, I think, was also uh, arrested, I, I believe. Esco was sending him music, and he was writing the bars. It might have been Esco that was arrested for 56 nights, not Future. I'm going to check right now. Yeah, double check. check. Let's, let's clear it up before people in the comments come at us and say, like, oh, my God, you guys are weirdos. They sorry. love doing that, bro. Oh, man, God bless their hearts. Um, <laughs> I, I'm telling you because you don't read the comments. I've been reading them, bro. It's just bad. They be me and Vic be going back and forth with some of these niggas, bro. That should be hilarious. But yeah, I've been I know Esco I've been had involvement, but YouTube too much of a bitch to let my comment up. Yeah, yeah. Even Ad, even Ed would be going in them comments to say something. I destroyed that one Playboy Cardi fan, bro. But YouTube took down the thing, so. Just know, I fucking came at your neck, you whole ass bitch, you fucking <laughs> dick riding ass hoe. He probably saw it for like a quick second. Here Hopefully. it is. Future's last mixtape, 56 Nights, is a tribute to his friend and DJ Esco. After the Atlanta rapper performed at the 2014 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix last year, DJ Esco was arrested for marijuana possession at a nearby airport. Mm. He was, he spent 56 days in jail. So the, that's why I, one of the reasons I, I love that mixtape because also it has March Madness on it, right? Amazing song. One of the best, some people say the best future song of all time, right? One of the best songs I've ever heard in my life, right? So March Madness is on it, but then the story behind it where it's like 56 Nights and like the actual jail that the actual, you know. The and one of the music videos he does, he's in a jail. I think 56 Nights, the song. Yes. Him and Esco are like in a prison. And like, yes. Like so it's amazing. Shirt. But it is not Future's best mixtape. At all. Cody it is not Future's is. best project. Wait, no, no. Purple Rain. Um, Monster's better than that. Um... Fucking um, what's the other, the yeah monster up there? Hundred percent, bro. Monster's better than that. I have um, hold on, I got Dirty Sprite two, even the old shit. Dirty Sprite the the old the one. Yeah, the first one. The yeah. first Dirty Sprite is better than that. Um, Monster's an album, so he's saying mixtape. No, it's an album now. Oh, that that was those dropped. were mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, now it's on streaming. Pit. They all dropped on that picture. Yeah, 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 right, um, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. What's the one with Pete Coat? Burberry, furry, Hermes. I spent a check on that pussy. I spent a check on that pussy. Pete coat, fur, berry, fur, all oh, mess. I think it might be with Metro too. Or no, the one was Beethoven. I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to see because Apple Music's terrible. Bro, all all those mixtapes are better. Um, even is it, is Streets Calling, huh? Nah, I don't think it's Streets Calling. I'll find it right now. 
Because here's the thing. These, I know, are mixtapes without a doubt. 56 Nights, Monster. Um, I uh, believe Beast Mode was a mixtape. I and have then Purple Rain. I have Purple Rain better than 56 Nights. Me I too. have um, Beast Mode better than 56 Nights. I have um, Streets Calling better than 56 Nights. Oh, now he's right. Monster is number one. Because that's Coding Crazy, um, Throwaway. And on top of that, Monster. fuck that. Yeah. Fuck the future mixtapes. Little Wayne. That's some of the greatest mixtapes of all time. Has released, in my opinion, the best mixtapes to ever come out. And he himself said that Future 56 Nights, which is not even Future's best, is the best mixtape of all time. Now, some people were like in the comments like, well, man, I mean, you have to understand, like, maybe something personal happened with him in that mixtape. Like, yeah, I get that. But then... I think two things are going to be right. I think this solidifies like the argument of like Future being one of the greats where, in my opinion, the greatest rapper, the best rapper ever, Lil Wayne, is saying like, oh, Future has the best mixtape of all time. But it's also like, man, Lil Wayne has like, must have like no ego. This is the guy that used to say I'm the best rapper always. Like now, now you're saying like your mixtapes, but he also like never remembers any of his lyrics from his mixtapes. He can never perform any of his songs from his mixtapes because he raps so much and it's all freestyle off the top of the head. He doesn't write shit down, right? Yeah, and like this is respectfully, of course, his strokes don't help him. His strokes? When he had, remember? He oh yeah, when he got uh, yes, yes, correct, correct. So like, I thought you meant like sexually. I'm no, like, no, what no. are you taking in here? No, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. This thing is crazy. Okay, I forgot. That was so a while like, ago. He always he has like memory issues because of that. Like that's why I don't really listen to some of his opinions because like I get it. Like you're older, you've had but, medical issues. I think the best mixtape ever is No Ceilings no by Lil Wayne. No Ceilings. Either No Ceilings or Dedication 2 by Lil Wayne. Those are the two best mixtapes to ever come out. No Ceilings, to me, was an example of like Lil Wayne bodying everyone else's song to the point that people remember Lil Wayne's version more than the actual song. I People don't play it. ice cream. Yeah. They play Lil Wayne's ice cream freestyle. I fucking love I'm single. Bitch, I'm single. People play Lil Wayne's version of these songs. Bitch, I'm single. He bodied them shits. I think that's the best mixtape of all time. Obviously, you could do G-Unit. G-Unit has some classic mixtapes. You know, all oh, the cameras acting. Yeah, G-Unit has a, some classic mixtapes. Um, oh, the main one? Or is it yours? Wow. Again? And I put the new dead battery on it. That's so I have to camera. see what's going on. That's the camera. But when I put it in, it said like something about the setting. So I'm going to have to it play with the, the setting. setting yeah. Yeah, it said, like, um, we can't promise that this camera, uh, this battery works on this camera, some shit. So I got to play with the settings, mm -hmm. probably. I'm going to see, because uh, that's fucking weird with that dead battery. But, yeah, what do you think is the best mixtape of all time? It's hard for me, because I got the older one exists. Meek like, Mill's Dream Chasers 2 is Dream crazy. Dream Chasers 2 is insane. I love Dream Chasers 3. That was a, that was a, um, a gangster girl one. Travis's mixtape, Days Before the Rodeo, is one of the greatest mixtapes I ever heard in my fucking life. And the way it ushered in the sound of music we got right after that. What's the Drake one? Um, that was the album? Oh, so Far Gone. So Far Gone. So Far Gone, another amazing one. He had one before that, but it's not as good as that one. Um, Kanye never dropped the mixtape. Ignore the, the light glare on the TV, guys. <laughs> this shit acting up. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, there's a lot. I love 1990, um, 1998? No, 1999. 1999, Joey Badass's mixtape. There's some good-ass mixtapes out there, bro. It's hard. That Dat Piff era when we was in high school, <laughs> dumb niggas was dropping haters. My God, bro. 100%. Man, but Lil Wayne shocked me with that take, bro. I was like, what the hell's going on here, man? What the hell? But God bless. God um, bless. Uh, moving on, let's talk about, before we get into the 
some podcast topics. Let's talk about let's recap real quick the Travis Scott Utopia. We went to go see Utopia, oh, the yeah, Travis Scott that. concert tour. Fuck you niggas. That shit was amazing. I bet it was. That shit was amazing. Shout out to the Cactus Jack team that gave us um the VIP yeah, that shit was gas, access bro. tickets. Um that shit was gas. Hopefully yeah. we'll be able to go back in a couple weeks. They're coming back again to Boston TD Garden. But that was an amazing experience. Um the Travis Scott Utopia concert. We we hold the record now. Yeah, they said it's 14 now. It was said someone was like 12 and I was saying it's 14. They so Travis Scott performed Fiend 14 times in Boston TD Garden. 12 to 14 times. 12 to 14 when times. Did he finish the entire song? Or will like, he stop no, no, at bro, certain points? He do his parts. Like he didn't do the Cardi play the okay. Cardi shit. Like he do his parts. Nigga, that's like 30 minutes. Nah, it, it, it was just it was just the his it, verse. It was his verse oh, okay. and like his hook and stuff. Oh, that's like 10 minutes then. That's not but bad. it was it was it was crazy bro, though, bro. bro. 14 times and every time was hidden the same bro. way. Like it was people going crazy, Fucking like stupid, sweating. Bro. You know, stupid, a lot of white kids bro. in the crowd, bro. Woo! Going T- crazy, dapping titties. us up. Young white kids, young white kids Everybody was the main demographic at that concert. I don't doubt it. Main demographic. You know what's so funny? When I saw that story, right? I was at Corbin's event and he had played Fiend. And when it stopped, I checked my phone. I seen Travis Scott just played Fiend 10 times in a row on Big Story. I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Nigga, insane. Bro, I get it, bro. When that song dropped at the party, I was like, I forgot how good this song is. Fiend, 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 Fiend. Beat, and beat, with everything, beat. with everything that they were doing with the lighting, the fireworks, the fucking fire, bro, everything is just. I got a question for you niggas. God damn. Because I know why Sofia wasn't there. He was in he was in China uh, yesterday. Why wasn't this nigga Don Tolliver there? Did he not perform? Mm-mm. Uh, he didn't perform. I think maybe Don Tolliver might be on his own tour or something. Because he had an album he, that he dropped, dropped this the album year, this year. He might be on his own tour. Um, I would have been hyped as fuck if Don Tolliver. I think he did. I think he did. I think he's on tour with Kaliuchi. I think he's on tour with Kaliuchi right now. It might be it. With his girlfriend, I think I think so. Um, I think they're doing like a double header tour. I believe I remember hearing that like in a fucking um interview. I know that they're gonna do maybe a double album. Something's going on with them, but because I, I found it interesting, he brought Tenzo out of anybody. Yeah, because you had three artists drop an album, you picked the most unpopular one, not unpopular, but like least popular one. Yeah, which is dope, which is great for it's an good artist for to do. Yeah, good it's for good him. for Tenzo, but it was kind of interesting. Tenzo, 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 it's a Tenzo. My bad. It's just inter- yo fans that do it all the time just get to deal with it. Um, this <laughs> I had nigga, to think of I'm like who's Tenzo? Tizo. This nigga Tizo. I didn't even hear it at first, bro. Cause like Sofeo's in China touring his album right now. He did three shows. It was China, Japan. The fuck Sofeo doing in China? Bro? I don't know, bro. He has a fan base over there. He's getting that money, bro. So then when I I didn't I understood why he wasn't there and then I see that Don Tolliver wasn't there either. I'm like wait a minute. Yeah, this I'll say this much. The concert definitely was sold out, but I feel like especially general admission when you go down. There was still like more space. Yeah. Like it wasn't as packed, packed. Like when I went to Astro World, it was packed, packed. Where like there was no space to move. That's usually how it is. Maybe he's doing it on purpose to like limit that. Yeah, he probably you don't want to be him. safer. Because remember yeah. what happened with Astro World, right? But I'll tell you this much: this tour was not better than the Astro World tour. No, the stage design was not better than Astro World. Astro World oh. had a roller coaster, bro, that he would ride and he'll ride around yeah, the whole it was, arena. Like, one of the most amazing things. This ever stage seen. design, I didn't love it because like you couldn't see him. Like if you were very up, bro. you could probably see him. Honestly, the people who got a better view of everything were like higher. Were the people actually higher. Yeah. 100%. Because if you were on the floor, for example, where we were, VIP, majority of the time he spent in the middle of the stage or the other fucking side. It was weird. That got me tight as fuck. It was right? it's like you, he would disappear. Yeah. And he did, then, that on, he did that for purpose. 100%. So then, because you play for that. If he was in the middle, the middle section had two big heads, right? Like on the stage. So if he if he was in the middle and if he didn't stand on top of the head, you wouldn't see him. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, you know he knew saying? that too. He so, like, that. a lot of the people who were actually on seats, like in bleachers and shit like that, had a better view than anyone who was on the floor. He probably wasn't catering to the floor because of what Vic is saying. Which he, is crazy because the floor people are the ones who probably paid the most money. 100%. And but, then if you look at the, the 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 stage design, there's a part where, like, he's, like, a up on a mountain on the other end. Yeah. But then on that end, there's people in the crowd behind that mountain. So if he's not on top of the mountain, they don't see him. Yep. So if they're, once he goes down that mountain, unless it's, like, transparent and we didn't see it, I doubt it was, he's or gone. maybe... He's, he's gone. gone. And they can't see shit. So, like, that angle, I felt bad for the people. I'm like, damn, these people right here can't see shit. There's screens on top, yeah. but we couldn't see the screens. Because the screens are so far out that it really was for the niggas all the way up top. Mm-hmm. I don't want to believe this was done by accident because you there's literal, like, engineers for this shit. Yeah, there was a whole time-lapse video that went viral, like, the stage, like, a look behind the scenes of when they set up the, the stage design for Travis Scott in the morning, early as fuck. They, they look get at there, the physics behind it. They look it. at the physics yeah. and they map it out. So I'm thinking Vic might be right, bro. This nigga planned this entire concert to make sure that niggas didn't start moshing and get hurt. That's I what think it was. Terrified. I think it was a safety play. too, even if he was on the floor, bro, again, you couldn't view much, and the majority of the fucking speakers were on the floor. If huh? you, if you Yeah, was, bro, if the you speakers were all over the floor. If you was on the floor, there was at least 15 speakers behind you. You was either going to get your fucking eardrums blown out or you felt your heart was going to leave your chest. It was yeah, a very interesting stage design, bro. He did that on purpose. But yeah. a lot of people didn't like that. Like, even when he first did it, the first date, there was already complaints on Twitter about it. A lot of people don't love it. And I was talking to his team about it. Like, you know, it was an amazing concept. But I was like, yo, like, that was the only takeaway. Like, I wish it was different. Like, if he was going to do that, I feel like he could have done it where it was, like, two levels. So, like, he does that, and then he has, like, a stair that maybe goes up to, like, another thing that might be the same style, but, like, the opposite direction. Kind of for him to kind of like go up and down where you can see him moving because he would just disappear, bro. You wouldn't see the him for like a time, while. The only time you would see him perfectly, there was a, a section in the middle, like a platform that would that it would rise raise up him. on both sides. Yeah. So I was just about to say that because in my head, I'm like, I remember when Kanye came to the TD Garden to perform Jesus. That stage rises. Yeah. Because that's what Kanye was doing during mm-hmm. the Jesus story. He had the rising stage. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why didn't he just rise the stage then? Bro, he's nah. He's not catering to niggas no more, bro. Yeah, he's not trying to. He's but he was telling people to mosh, though. He was telling people to mosh. For real. He was telling people to mosh. He was like, and he was bringing kids up. But there was a bit more of a control aspect. I, I like the. I, it was dope. It was dope. Don't get me wrong, but it definitely wasn't no Astro World shit. It definitely. It felt safe. hundred percent. Him performing Fiend though, felt like looking at Picasso cut his ear off in front of you. Like, <laughs> bro, it was some other shit. <laughs> Like, it was, like, one of those, like, you got to see yeah. this, like, live. live. Like, yeah. that song specifically, like... I felt like that about some of his crazy. songs. It was crazy. It was... And then his bro, older listen, songs were it, hitting. Did he play Antidote? No. That's one That's the one he, he didn't did play. not play, bro. But he played, he like, played, Highest in the Room. He played 90210. Butterfly Effect. He played... He played, uh... I'm gonna jump he played Maria. <laughs> Maria, bro. Ooh. Mamacita, nigga. Oh, Mamacita. Mamacita. My bad. Mamacita. 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 Nigga, we were going crazy. Me and Edwin were going crazy. Nigga, like, what Mamacita, the fuck? Mamacita. Mamacita. I'm one of the few niggas on this planet that thinks 90210 is like top bro, three Travis Scott. Thank Kong. you. Thank you. I truly think I it could be number one. Song, I think it could be number one. Shout out to Tizo Touchdown. Tizo Touchdown, subscribe to the channel. He showing love. He, I met him. It, bro. Good performer. Good ass well. performer. He was amazing. He's a future goat right there. Very extremely talented guy. He, he was flexing that on that stage. He was like, yo, I was yeah. a part of. The Drake album, yeah. the Tyler Creator album this year. No, he's on a bunch of albums. Um, yeah. the, he's on Don Tolliver's album. Yeah, the yeah. Don Tolliver album. He mentioned that one too. I didn't know about that one. I was yeah. like, oh shit, this nigga on Don Tolliver yeah. album. Bro, too? I listened to the album um, last night because I was like, wait, Don Tolliver dropped an album? 
Yeah. And I started it's listening. Good. It's good as fuck. It's that good. shit is fire. It's high. It's, it's, it's worst. It's his worst album. It's but good. it's good. You think it's his worst album? Hell yeah, bro. His last album was a better than the last one. I don't think it's, it's better. It, it's not his best album, but it's good. For the trash we got this year, it's pretty good. This is a top 30, nigga. Yeah. On your list of top 30? Off the trash we got? Nah, bro. I could name your album right now. I'll throw off that I'll have to revisit it. So I'll have to revisit it. <laughs> nigga, you had Rick Ross's album up there. Yeah, not a top crazy. 30. I didn't say top 30 for Rick Ross. Swear to God, you did. You guys are smoking dick. I never said that <laughs> shit. I said five, top five. I said second most disappointing. I never even mentioned. I said that shit's not even top sixty. No, he did say that. He did say it. Fuck he did that, Ross. Oh. God bless Ross. Oh, I love Rick Ross. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, shout out to also, uh, you know, Travis Scott. We were in the same, breathing the same air as him. Literally like inches away from him. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was crazy. He was, he, um, was, he was right there. Bro. Right there. That was epic to see. He kept trying to. He kept trying to pick up Deja. Suppose she feels like he looked at her. <laughs> Oh, she was like, if he takes me to the, if he takes me to the back, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Like, v- like what do you mean you're not gonna know what you're gonna say? You better tell him to bring me back there too, v- bitch. Don't you're about to fuck. Victor might have lost this girl that day, bro. Nah, oh, this nigga almost took my bitch. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> if you don't tell that nigga, he yo, look good though. He look a good nigga. He's, he's a healthy a good, nigga, bro. He's a bro. healthy nigga, bro. He looks like a star, nigga. He looked like a star. Was he like a star? No, he had the Tizo, the Ticho, the Tizo like shoulder pads, like the football pads. Is he built? Like, is he built in person? No. Nah, but he's healthy, nigga. Oh, he's skinny built. Skinny boat nigga, bro. But bro, that motherfucker's energy never wavered, bro. That, never wavered, bro. Never lost his voice. Thousand the whole Never time, lost bro. his voice. Tom Brady was there. No way. Tom Brady. Yeah. Was Why there, the bro. fuck was Tom Brady there? Why because not? TD Garden. Come Tom on, bro. Brady. Tom Brady doesn't live in New England. Shit, but he's a him and Travis Scott are Travis Scott are friends. Remember For him real? and Travis Scott were at the Michael Rubin party. Um, they weren't. They had had the golfing event. Him and Travis Scott. It was him, Tom Brady. I think Michael Jordan. Bro, they're buddy buddies, him and uh, Tom Brady. We might see Tom Brady more and more here, bro, because remember, uh, Travis is coming to Boston. And Boston. he said Boston's his favorite city and that the Celtics and that the Patriots are his favorite teams. They've always been forever. Wow. I'm you not going to lie to you. That gives me a couple of Patriot conspiracy theories now, but continue. That's crazy. I just <laughs> and then Chase B was saying that before Travis came out. Like, I don't yeah. know if you guys know, but this is Travis's favorite city. Like, he loves coming here. This is a dream come true. So you guys better turn up when he comes out here, blah, blah, blah. And he kept saying he was getting like yeah. emotional, nigga, being. And yeah. that's why he did the doubleheader, but he canceled it. So, he's coming back, you know, next month. So, we'll, we'll probably try to be able to see him. Travis, Travis, Scott, Travis Scott in the Scott. garden? Yo. But, um, T.S. Garden. T.S. Garden. It's no longer T.D. Garden. It's T.S. Garden. Travis Scott Garden now. Yeah. That's what he said, you know, and I believe it. I agree. I believe it. I believe it. Last topic to discuss real quick. Breaking down some actual podcast tidbits. First of all, for those who don't know, Joe Budden's podcast is the number one music podcast and. The stats have been revealed. It's my favorite podcast of all time. It's the only podcast I really thoroughly listen to fully from beginning to end. And at the same time, I disagree with a lot of the shit. It gets me mad. It gets me happy. But I listen to it. It's my like kind of like little addiction. Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. But the stats on this podcast are crazy. They've been revealed. Audio only. Not YouTube. Not Patreon. Just audio, audio only. When it comes to audio only, right? The Joe Budden podcast averages episodes three hours and three minutes long, with the listeners listening 81% of the episodes. Damn. The retention rate, 81% of the whole nah, episode. Damn, bro. Listening, right? And he averages 2.3 million listeners per week. Per week. So out of This is just audio. Out of the 81%, how much percent are you, bro? You gotta be at least like 20%. I'm up there. He has to be up there. Yeah. Bro, this is, to put it in perspective, Joe Rogan's stats, right, are like 11 million per week, right? Which is retention. Which is still crazy because also Joe Rogan's just on Spotify. Joe, uh, Joe Budden's on everywhere. 
he he stood uh, stood away from Spotify after the deal. He didn't want to put his audio on there, but he put it on there starting this year again. He did it, so it's everywhere. That's crazy. Two point three million. It shows you how of a consistent loyal fan base Joe Budden has, mm-hmm. and also there's rumors that he has the biggest Patreon on Patreon. I don't doubt it. Passing Andrew Schultz, all the uh, Tim Dillon, with allegedly over ninety thousand, maybe a hundred thousand people on Patreon. So his Patreons was the same thing, just uncut. It's uncut, mm-hmm. extra bonus episodes on there only. Right. Yeah. And then eventually they go on YouTube like weeks later. Some interviews and shit. Interviews like the Nicki Minaj interview was on there early. The oh, Dr. Umar yeah. shit was on there early. Yeah. Um, the thing is, that's Joe Budden's entire career. He's always had a niche loyal It's fan crazy. Base. Since he's a rapper, they used to make jokes about it. Even in, in Prague, my boy's a Joe Budden fan. Huge Joe Budden fan. My boy Jason. Shout out to Jason. Him and his brothers. They would go to the concerts. He'd be performing at what used to be Lupo's. Yeah. Nigga. They used to make jokes. Niggas in baggy ass jeans. Mm. Nasty ass fucking fitteds, bro. <laughs> Looking mad dusty. Rapping the shit out of his bars, bro. The same 30 niggas. He just turned that into a giant platform. That's it's it. insane, bro. Like, he was the first, like, one of the first rappers on YouTube. He, was used, to, he used to be on Ustream. He used to stream. Yeah. All these niggas on Twitch now. Joe Budden used to go on Ustream. And he used to put Maul in front of the fucking camera, remember? Yeah, years ago. You know, he's like a really pioneer with a lot of this stuff. So it goes to show you like how consistently they've stayed with him because he doesn't boast about this. He doesn't flex these numbers. But these need to be. This needs to be spoken about. This is insane. This is insane. this is why he's number one. Um, and it's like we have a lot of a lot of hard work to do. But God bless. But I didn't know it was that much. Just audio only. Two point three million. I'm like that's God insane. damn. Because the video is not that high. Bro, that's crazy, man. Makes but sense. you know, I'm one of those two point three million. So shout out to me. Um, yeah, man, Joe, you out here winning. Uh, shout speak- out to him. Shout out to me. But speaking of Joe Budden, um, Andrew Schultz had academics on his podcast. So we're gonna play uh, quick clip moments of academics. Asking Andrew Schultz about Joe Budden. For those who don't know, Andrew Schultz and Joe Budden have kind of had like a beef online. Andrew Schultz and Joe Budden are two of the biggest podcasters, commentators, entities online. And Andrew Schultz has direct ties with Charlemagne the God because of the Brilliant Idiots podcast, Mm -hmm. their close friendship. And at the same time, Andrew Schultz and Joe Budden haven't been having uh, the best of a relationship because of the fact of that relationship as well. Because Joe Budden doesn't fuck much with Charlemagne. Right, so we have moments from the academics episode of the podcast of Flagrant Two, another one of my favorite podcasts, dope podcast. At one hour, how many of you? Hold up, girl. Jesus Christ, what is this lady saying? Trying to teach you how to play the guitar, bro. Trying to play me, trying to teach me how to play the guitar. In an hour and forty-three minutes, we have a moment of the Joe Budden situation. Let's see right here. Exactly. But Charlemagne's right. the greatest radio host in our right, right. Get a Charlemagne. Exactly. But Charlemagne's right. the Get a Charlemagne. Exactly. But Charlemagne's right. the greatest radio host in wait, Get wait. a Charlemagne. Exactly. But Charlemagne's right. How the hell do I can I do this? Let me see. But even that, I agree with that though. Not well Yeah, for the most part, definitely. Charlemagne's the greatest. Get a Charlemagne. Exactly. But Charlemagne's right. you. I'm trying to press it. It's not going. You guys see this? Look at watch. Let's see right there. Let me play a bit back then, guys, and then rock out right there. And this does not need to be in 4K. I'm a hitler. I'm yo, a yo, stop. Give, give me the website one more time. <laughs> Rumble.com slash Yo, go donate to Rumble so he can take why, his girl out to a, a nice dinner. Yo, why go, 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 go donate to Rumble so he can take his girl out to a nice, what is he like, steak, fish? I don't know. Anyway, both of them. Wait, who, who else y'all beef with? I like the beef. You don't we don't beef. We don't, I don't. don't yeah. Are y'all cool with the JBP, Joe Budden Podcast? The JBP, Joe Budden Podcast. Are we cool with them? 
That means no. <laughs> no, yeah, when people do that. when it's just honesty, like cool with no. You know he gave you credit recently. and then that's when they get a big into a big debate but i do see that where you can make that claim where joe budden is just using like the charlemagne like he's coming at andrew shows but basically coming at charlemagne because you know, he says, like, Charlemagne is not the star of that podcast, etc. It's Andrew Schultz. Yeah, it's not really bigging up Andrew Schultz. It's using Andrew Schultz to belittle Yeah, Charlemagne, Charlemagne, exactly, you know. And I can see that argument in a sense because Andrew Schultz now has blown up. Where, like, the Netflix specials, he's, he's bro, he's the number one, if not number one, at least top three, like, touring comedians in the, around the whole world, like, selling out tours. Like And Charlemagne played a role in that because Charlemagne decided to make a, a platform with him. Yeah, because Charlemagne, I remember when Charlemagne would say, like, the best art uh, comedian right now is Andrew Schultz. Schultz. And I would be like, who the hell is Andrew Schultz? The nigga he worked on with MTV when yes, he did the, the, the guy, code. guy Code. Yep. Guy Code show. And I'm like, and he would always say it. And I'm like, you know, Charlemagne keeps saying this shit. Let me check out this guy. And I'm like, oh, shit. This guy, you know, so without the Charlemagne cosign, I would never know who Andrew Schultz is. But there's another dig, I think, that they take at the JBP right here. Right there, right there. Sweet, sweet. That's where the dick comes. Uh, it kind of like paused there, but we'll play it again. Damn, you heard that? He said that they got 24 people playing musical chairs because the cast is so big now on the Joe Budden podcast. So he digged them on there. And then Aziz, not Aziz, my bad. That's the, that's the other Indian comedian. This is um Akash. I love Akash. My apologies, Akash. I said I called him Aziz. Remember Aziz on Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, no, it actually really bothers us. Because for a long time, they were the reigning Patreon champs, Flagrant 2. Him saying that is because they found out the numbers of Patreon. Yeah. Because on Patreon, you can make your numbers public or not. Joe Budden's never done that. It's not public. They probably did some digging and got it, and they actually feel salty about Joe Budden's success on Patreon. Without a doubt. You know, without a doubt. And then now he's like, oh, so you're just defending Charlemagne? Is it because of the, the, the Budden thing? Like, what is it? What is it? Are you trying to, yeah. like, blah, blah, trying blah? Trying to minimize that he's this huge yeah. Patreon person He has now. the biggest Patreon. Like, like um, what's it called when someone talks like that? Like, sarcastic, but... It, it's patronizing. Patronizing. Yeah, it's like you're oh. trying to belittle them. Yeah. Pun intended, because of pa Patreon. You're funny. Patronizing. <laughs> My thing is, listen, I get it, because Joe Budden's a piece of shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he, be, he be trashing that way, dude. He used to a lot. He, he used now to a lot. does it more to Charlemagne. My thing is, though, is like, I hate when niggas use like disses that are not disses. You're going to diss me because I'm getting direct money? Hmm. Yo, 100K people 
subscribe to his shape his his um his subscription system where it's like minimum twenty five dollars. Yeah, you know how much that is? That's two point. That no, it's uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <sighs> Something around there. I might do the math. I might have done the math wrong. Bro, but so like, much money. That's insane. A month in a year, you're at millions. And these niggas think that's funny. My thing is like I'd rather them weird. work together. Yeah. Because they could be so much bigger. Like especially Joe Budden. Like now he's got he got a shout out by um Tom Segura, which is like Joe Rogan's best friend, and Brett Kreischer on their podcast. And like he was like, oh, I was, it would be fun to go on there. So he's like kind of trying to go into that world, like the Joe Rogan world. If Joe Budden goes into the Joe Rogan world and like does shit like hey, that, the- where he kind of collaborates with like these white main audience and these subcultures of podcast spaces. He can be the biggest representation in consecration for the black culture, like without a doubt. Like he can take it to a different level independently. He would be huge. So I think he needs to drop his ego a bit and do that and collaborate with these people. If he goes on uh, Flagrant Two with uh, Joe, uh, with uh, Andrew Schultz, debates him, just talk shit with him. Yeah. And then at the end, they'll become friends. Like you know, like that would be, like, be fire. That'll be some good ass content uh, type of pieces. But I think Andrew's right, and this is where I'm like, don't don't use like. Bad criticism, like bashing me for being number one on Patreon. Good criticism is what he said. They are playing musical chairs. This shit is trash because of that. I don't like it anymore. The, the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, I don't like, so many people. I don't like hearing five niggas talk. Yeah. Five, six niggas talk. Half and they like added one more week. people because they added his friend Amani now, the R&B artist. He's no like, way. They added him. So now he kind of goes, but he does not on every time, but he's kind of there and not on there. And I'm like, damn, how the fuck? First of all, now I know why because of the numbers. Makes sense. Um, 2.3 million listens and all this big ass Patreon. And another thing, he's missing a lot of money. 2.3 million listens with no advertisements. Yep. Ever. Now he added ads this past month. Now he's uh, sponsored by Price Picks. So now he does like the sports betting app. Before that, he did like Cash App during the Spotify era I I think, for that. like two he months. Had Cash App. No, he had Cash App for almost half a year. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, but then it stopped. And then it stopped because of they came out with the allegations. The, yeah. The old ones. Yeah, the old Joe Biden allegations. Yeah. But then now I'm like, yo, 2.3 million? You could have been getting that crazy bag. Joe Rogan does like five ads. Like, I listen to Joe Rogan and you got to skip through the ads. I don't, I just skip through them. It's crazy. So, but that's why these guys have so many camera angles, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I wish that that beef ends. I've covered that beef on the channel before. It's got a lot of views, the Andrew Schultz and Joe Budden beef. So I wanted to kind of update the people on that. So there you have it. But moving on, the Joe Budden podcast has gone viral over the weekend again with clips of Dr. Umar. In my opinion, Dr. Umar is one of the best like personalities to ever exist in the content space. Whether you agree or disagree with him, the way he carries the conversation, he's actually obviously very educated. He has a bunch of degrees. He's studied all the stuff that he talks about. But... His opinion is very controversial because it's very like pushing that narrative of the black empowerment agenda, but to the point that it comes off racist because he's like, yeah, okay, you shouldn't date a white person. Like he doesn't almost believe in love. It feels like you know, and it shows. And then because, there's the homophobic stuff. And the yeah, yeah. So stuff. shout out to Dr. Umar though. He was on a Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, Joe, my bad. Joe Budden podcast over the weekend, and this was highly anticipated. Highly anticipated. I was waiting for this all year. There was rumors of this happening. And this is the clip right here. We're going to play two clips. This is the one of him talking about Eminem. Dr. Umar has said that Eminem cannot be considered the best rapper of all time because Eminem is white. He's non-African, and that would be considered white supremacy. <laughs> Listen to this. 
God bless. I have with the fact that we let non-Africans participate in our culture so much, they can do so as a hobby. Because whenever they want to take off their nigga suit, they can put their white privilege suit right back on and pick up the privileges they had before they made the rap album. Eminem has all the privileges of a white male and the privileges of being in the hip-hop community. So we got to be careful about letting non-Africans come into our community, benefit or participate in our culture when they get to leave at the end of the night. Jane Elliott can leave at the end of the night. You black forever. You can never take your fucking costume off. You don't think Eminem is one of the best rappers of all time? According to who? You, Raphael. Let me say something to you. And this is going to my African fundamentalism. No non-African can ever be the best of anything African. It is an insult to the ancestors, it is an insult to the race, and it is an insult to every black person. Do you think I could go to Palestine and be the best anything of Palestinian culture? You never see that. You think I could go to go to Israel and be the best of anything in Israel, whether it be a cook, an instrumentalist, a dancer? Hell no. And we have to stop yeah, naming non-African people, I Joe. But I Stay with me, though. Let me finish this. We got to stop naming non-African people as being the best of any aspect of our cultural Joe, I think you because can. it is an insult. You can't, it is an insult. We can't acknowledge that the talent is the yes, best. Yes, I can but, acknowledge but, Eminem's but, we should, he's, but let me tell you. But, 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 for you to put I him mean, at the top, that's, 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 that's white that's supremacy. That's, that's, that's white supremacy. What's, what's white <laughs> I don't see Eminem building no schools and hospitals. I don't see DJ Khaled building no schools and hospitals. I don't see DJ Vlad building no damn vets and supermodels. Ain't no any non-African can be the best anything in my race. Just like I can't be in theirs, and that's the way it should be. But wait, but this nigga was cooking, bro. He was up there spinning shit. <laughs> Dr. Umar. But I disagree. I do too. Because I'm Dominican. In the Dominican Republic, Dominicans don't make the best chicken. It's the Chinese. You go every this fucking... about to say Pica Pollo is the best thing in DR. I'm about to spit on him. Bro, you go to the fucking chicken spots in DR, the best fried chicken... Is the Chinese people cooking that chicken? They speak Spanish better than me. They speak Spanish better than they've adopted the culture. You know, you can't. Is his argument is not valid? It's not valid. Because Eminem right now, is arguably the best rapper of all time. If it's just based off skill, yeah, I can see that argument. I don't say that. A lot of people say that yeah. he's top three to me. I can see that. Yes, him being white doesn't. Disqualify doesn't his disqualify talent. him. Yeah. Like, but no, his argument is this, I, and I see what he was trying to say, but he gets so emotional he doesn't get to the point. All right, so he's saying that when you're rapping, the concept of rap, yeah, requires an understanding and a lived experience of what it means to be a person of color, what it means to be black in America. So when you're rapping. To be good at rapping is not only the technical ability to rap, it's also understanding that reality and having to live with the oppression of being black. They come together to make one. Yeah. So if you don't have both things, you're not the best. And acknowledging someone as the best who doesn't have both components is a disservice, especially if they're a white person because it's a part of white supremacy. You're only acknowledging that they're the greatest because they're white. You're ignoring the fact that, you know, if you weren't white, I probably wouldn't hold you this high up. That's his argument. Yeah. I don't agree with it. Because I know right now the best person in MLB baseball, which is a white sport, it's an American sport, is a fucking Japanese nigga. Yes, Shohei Right now, the NBA, the uh, basketball was made by white people. The best NBA player, and I think it's American white people. Or it's Canadian. I can't remember. The best basketball player on the planet right now is a European. Is a European black man. Yeah. You could debate about it. They say it's Jokic, Embiid, or Giannis. One of the three. None of them are American. It's crazy. And then also, with Eminem, I feel like he's just so skilled where, like, 
that's the only white rapper. Eminem's the only white rapper where people have ever really like put him in that necessary like, oh, he passes everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Eminem's on camera, like freestyling in in Detroit, uh, battle rap, saying the N-word. Literally on camera. They've pushed it aside. You know, it was almost as if they adapted him. How people say, like, you know, oh, he's invited to the barbecue. He's yeah. one of us, et cetera. There's a play on the Raiders right now. They're treating like that on the internet. You know, yeah. The uh, he's a, I think he's the defensive Crosby. Lineman. I forgot yeah, Crosby. Yes, Crosby. Crosby. Yep. So and then also you have you know Eminem adopting like he's so like anti like white white culture that is crazy. Yeah, he, like he came out. He was one of the first white rappers to come out against Trump. Bro, he will come. He comes out against Trump. He flames Britney Spears. Like all these like pop culture. Like he hates the pop culture. White people. Mm -hmm. Like he, he would flame the, at them. Like it's insane. He right? hates white America. He hates made a white song America. About it. Like he, I think he's beefing with Kid Rock. Like he like hates all that shit. Like it's crazy. He's he's like reminding people, hey, I'm a, I'm fucking with you guys. Like, I'm a nigga. I'm a, I'm real. I'm, I'm real. Right. And then there was this thing with Snoop Dogg. Where I think Snoop Dogg one time said like, he said two things. He said like Eminem's a nigga. Like oh he's a he's a he's a he's a really he's with nigga. The shits. He's with the shits. But then there was one time when Snoop Dogg didn't even have Eminem in his top ten. Remember? Because he was like oh yeah. people don't like we don't really listen to that cracker like that some shit like that. And then Eminem was like offended like bro we're supposed to be friends cool like what is this like this is mad weird and they they came together they had like photos together they met up with Dr Dre etc they ended the beef like it was a miscommunication supposedly. But then Snoop Dogg's take for, like, the ranking of Eminem was kind of like what Dr. Umar was kind of saying. Because of the fact that he was white, he was kind of ranking him lower. You know, because he can't be, it can't be a white man that's, like, the best rapper of all time. Blah, 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 blah. But then I think Snoop Dogg's kind of retracted that statement. Because um, technical ability is one of the greatest rappers of all time. When it comes to technical ability, yes. 100%, bro. But when it's what you're talking about and what your shared experience is... Yeah, you rather prefer someone with just as good as technical ability, but they have your shared experience. Especially because I guess you know, obviously the, the precipice of the creation of hip hop and rapping was off black oppression, black oppression, and yeah. also black culture. Even if you want to go back to music, you know, black jazz artists, you yeah. know, black rock stars with fucking um Little Richard, you know, it comes off of all of that. Yeah, you know, and then the actual creation in New York, you know. I think in the Bronx, I want to yeah. say, My with like the Puerto Ricans in the Bronx and the Dominicans in the Bronx and the black people in the Bronx. Yeah, and there was an argument that um, this nigga forgot his name, the the Jewish the Jewish exec, um, the one with the glasses. He 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 came up with Rockefeller. Um, oh, Lear, no, Lear, Leo, Lear Leo Corn, Corn. Leo Corn. He said that um, there's 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 um, links to rap starting in the seventies. Yeah, there was actually like early signs of it. I forgot where though. I think it might have been in Miami, but. I, I get what you're saying. My thing is this. This is why this is a shitty argument through and through. How do you explain Drake, Logic, and J. Cole? Do you only you only half matter? Yeah. What are your shared experiences? Because the reality is Drake grew up with his mother in his youth. Yeah. And it's very evident when you go back to those Degrassi interviews, he acts like a whitewashed suburban kid. Yeah. And his Jewish side is very evident. And that immediately disappears when he goes to Houston and starts living with his dad. And he was obviously on and off with his mom and his dad, but when he started, when he went to Houston, that's when you really saw it. J. Cole had a similar concept, and he speaks about it in his music. Yeah, I'm living with my mom, and she's white, but when I'm outside, I'm with niggas. Yeah. I don't really know my pops. And then Logic bitches about the white and black thing every fucking week. So yeah. it's like, yo, where do you put these people? Like, you're going to throw them off the list? It yeah. don't make sense. Like, this, this little arbitrary system that niggas is using makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because also, it's just about who's the best, like, the best output, the best music. 
you know, the best rapping right now has been Drake for, what, 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Overall, all time, Eminem's up there. So it's crazy. But I, I love Dr. Umar because he's very thought-provoking, whether you agree or disagree with him. You know, he has his takes and he stands on them, you know. But uh, I'll end it there, actually. We'll, uh, I definitely recommend people to go watch the Dr. Umar interview with Joe Bunn. It's on Patreon. I think during the week it might drop on YouTube eventually. But he ended the year strong, Joe Budden. He had the Nicki Minaj interview on Patreon, and then he dropped the Dr. Umar interview back-to-back. Very strong. I think it's in two parts. So you got plenty of Dr. Umar content. I heard it's like five hours, yeah. Yeah, I would love to um, conversate one day with Dr. Umar on that camera. That crazy. would be insane. I think I heard he has a fee, though. Probably like When he goes on people's podcasts. Probably 10, 15K. Yeah, so I might have to take out a loan to bring Dr. Umar here. <laughs> That'd be, crazy. That'd be crazy. You gotta make it worth. They gotta clip that shit up like crazy. Nigga, I gotta come in here ready. Bro, I'm paid 10, 15k to get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, cause Fuck out of here, bro. That should be so insane, nigga. Cause it'd be come, it was just me, me and this nigga Vic arguing with this nigga the entire bro, time. Bro, better, I'm in the background like this nigga don't make he, sense. He better come with gloves, bro. He better come with like, bro. oh, we can t- we can get some wrongs with you, bro. Bro, the way he, when we get to the homophobia part, we gonna have a real conversation. Oh man. Bro, he be saying some, man. I was, and he speaks on it. He doesn't care. He talks about how um, white people use um, being gay as a means to deteriorate black masculinity. Yeah, and he's quick to call uh, black people coons. Like he calls coons out. He's like, he, he's like, I was at the I mall and I saw that. three coons, three coons in the in the mall hiding. I'm like, whoa, hold up, what the <laughs> fuck? What, what the? How three did you spot hide. them? Yeah, how, how did, did you know they were coons right away? Nah, that's crazy. Like, that nigga got a he, he got, got a coon, coon radar. <laughs> Damn, you just left me hanging. That oh, was his get back. That was his get back. Oh, man. But then we have it. Uh, we are out. Club Ambition Podcast Cap, episode 116. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And a happy new year. We see you guys next week. See you guys.